0: and welcome to the How to Deal podcast. My name is Sahad Wake and I'm one of the prac students here at the University of Memphis Counseling
1: Center. And my name is Sarah Stemmer, and I am also one of the practicum students here at the U of M Counseling Center. Um, we are both in the Clinical Mental Health Counseling Master's Program here um, and we are so excited to be talking to you all today. Yeah, so
0: we're located on the main campus inside Wilder Tower um, and just due to the COVID-19 situation, our services have been moved online to doxy.me, so if you need information on that, please feel free to call Um, 901-678-2068. We're just so excited that you you chose to join us today, Um, and please, if you find any of this information helpful, do not keep it to yourself, and go ahead and share it with a friend.
1: Yes. Um, And we also want you all to be mindful that the information in this podcast is for informational purposes only and not a substitute for seeking professional help should you need it. If you're experiencing a mental health crisis, feel unsafe, or just not like yourself, you can always come uh, back to this. Reach out for support, whether that's through our helpline at 901-678-HELP or the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255.
0: Yes, yeah, so um, today, this is actually our first episode on a mini series that we're doing on women's empowerment. Um, so we chose to highlight a different woman on uh, each episode who we feel has been impactful on the women's empowerment movement. And today we are really excited to be talking about um, RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs>
1: Yes, yeah, we are so excited to get to talk about her Um, and, you know, this podcast, we're hoping, um, you know, to be able to highlight a different woman for every um, episode and kind of bring it back to the center of, you know, women's empowerment and give you all some takeaways of how you can um, further that movement um, and support, you know, other women in your life um, and be an advocate in that area. So, without further ado, let's talk about the infamous Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, So, I am just going to um, briefly give um, some information and some background into her life, and then we will move into um, talking a little bit more about, you know, what why it's important, right? Um, What she did and um, the impact that she had in her lifetime. So, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, born Joan Ruth Bader served as an associate justice of the United States Supreme Court from 1993 until her death, um, you know, just a little while ago in 2020. So Ruth was the first Jewish woman and second woman altogether to serve on the Supreme Court. Um, A little bit of background about Ruth. um, she, Her sister, passed away in childhood um, and her mother actually died um, while she was in high school right before her graduation, um, which obviously is a tragic story, but her mother was greatly impactful all throughout her childhood um, in making sure that she went to school, she learned how to read, um, she stuck with her studies, um, and didn't let any of that hold her back. So I think Ruth credited a lot of, you know, the passion towards education that she had to her mother. Um, After high school, she went on to earn her bachelor's degree from Cornell University, During undergrad, she met and married her husband, Martin Ginsburg, um, which I think Sue is going to talk a little bit more about later. But she became a mother before starting law school at Harvard, where she was one of the few women in her class. And when I say one of the few, um, in this Wikipedia article that I was using yesterday to find all of this information, it said that she was nine of 500. Like, there were nine women of 500 in their um, law school class.
0: That is just absolutely crazy to me. I can't imagine, like, how how difficult it is to be that much of a minority in your class.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, a minority in terms of, you know, womanhood, but Mm -hmm. then you think about some of the other minorities that, um, you know, she identified with, right? right? Like a Jewish woman at that, right? Um, And so definitely some hurdles to kind of jump over to get to the point in her life where she served on the Supreme Court, you know, for so long. I remember reading that, you know, there was a dinner at one point during law school um, where, you know, all of her classmates were invited to somebody's house and somebody pulled her aside. I I don't know if it was like, you know, somebody in leadership pulled her aside and said, you know, you took the spot of a man who could be in this law school class. And I mean, I see your face right now and I know how that makes me feel. Um, So it's, I think the amount of like
0: composure that she must have had to just hold her tongue in that situation, that's
1: that yes. takes a lot.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: No, go ahead. I
0: was gonna say like one of the other things that struck me when you were just talking a little bit about her life is how much loss she had in her life. Mm-hmm. know, like, there's a lot a lot there and she was still able to triumph over all of that. Yeah. It's very inspiring.
1: Yeah, for sure. This is a woman who overcame many obstacles. Um, I can't remember. I I should know off the top of my head how old she was when she died, but I think 80s. I believe like still serving on the Supreme court, like, yeah. like refused to give up, right. Refused to let anything stand in, in her way. And I, that's just a testament to, you know, what she was about, um, and really paving the way for so many women to come. Um, Absolutely. yeah. So, um, she eventually transferred to Columbia law school, which is where she eventually graduated from and got her law degree from. Um, Often referred to as the notorious RBG. Um, I love that, by the way. <laughs> me too. I know. I can't say it without smiling.
0: <laughs> I love all the fashion trends that came out with that yeah. after that as well.
1: Yes. <laughs> I know. I've been thinking lately, like, I want to get some, you know, like descent earrings or like a descent shirt, yes, you know? Me too. I love it. Too. it. It was so, it's crazy. I mean, she really has become, you know, almost a pop culture icon, right?
0: Absolutely. And which is a, really amazing because especially as a, a woman in the Supreme Court, uh, who is older for her to be such a, a pop culture icon for the younger generation, yeah. even before she died, was just amazing.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. She had impacts, I mean, throughout her lifetime, right? Like it yeah. never it didn't stop for her. So many firsts. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, So the notorious RBG was known throughout her career for her advocacy of gender equality, women's rights, and her passionate dissents in many cases on the Supreme Court. Some of the most infamous issues that Ruth worked on are as follows, gender discrimination, abortion rights, search and seizure, international law, voting rights and affirmative action, and um, issues involving Native Americans. So some really, really big, big issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, heavy, um, and particularly, I think, you know, being in the minority for a lot of different reasons. But then also having to fight, you know, against the majority in terms of where you stand on these issues. It, oh. it just speaks volumes. And now, some of these issues right now to us maybe are
0: just almost like, yeah, that's how it is. But at the times that she was making these decisions, I mean, these were groundbreaking decisions. These were major um, things. And so it takes even more, um, I think it takes a lot more um, authority and power to be able to, to stand against something like that or stand for.
1: Absolutely, I totally agree. Um, so like we've been saying, um, she didn't let any of the challenging s- challenges standing in her way to keep her from achieving her goals. Um, she excelled as a working mom, right? So she had her daughter or her, her child, I I don't know where I got daughter from, <laughs> um, right before she finished her undergrad. So before she even entered into law school. So she was a working mom, um, pushed forward, even been being criticized for taking the place of men in many settings, um, and overcame multiple health issues throughout her life. I mean, as you know, like she, she fought cancer, I think five times. And ultimately, you know, it was, um, complications from pancreatic cancer, pancreatic cancer, um, that caused her death. But again, she got up, like she persisted, right? Like she never let any of that stand in, in her way.
0: And you mentioned that one example about that person in authority telling her, you took the place of a man. That's probably one example of hundreds. Exactly. probably wasn't even brought up to the surface or wasn't mentioned or wasn't noted. Um, But, you know, just to show the amount of adversity that she had to overcome in that
1: absolutely yeah
0: and she stays strong throughout yeah very inspiring honestly very
1: inspiring um yeah i i just i can't imagine because i feel like you know most of us have experienced some form of microaggression right like mm-hmm. you're not good enough or you're too emotional to deal with these issues or you know like all of the demeaning remarks um especially in in male-dominated professions um, and professions where at her time, I mean, you know, there probably weren't even that many women in the workforce in general, um, let alone going to law school and graduating and becoming a lawyer and, you know, working in those fields. Yeah, definitely.
0: I think when I was reading about um, about her life, one of the things that really stuck out to me was that um, I thought it was really interesting that she wouldn't, you know, a lot of times people thought she didn't hear them because they'll say something and she will just, she weighed her words so much that she will kind of take the question or take the comment, um, really think about it before giving a response. Mm-hmm. And I I just think that that's um, like such a, a great character trait to have, mm-hmm. something that really struck out. To me when i was reading about her
1: yeah i totally agree i think that speaks volumes about who she was as a person making sure that she chose every word wisely right? right making sure that you know she she was calculated and careful you know um and getting her point across and processing information which speaks to you know all of the things that she accomplished throughout her life particularly on the supreme court
0: yeah and then, and that should goes to show also how she took her position and um, the authority that she did have so seriously that she wasn't just kind of responding or talking. She really did think about it. Absolutely. And weighed it very carefully. Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
1: So um, at her death, she had been serving on the Supreme Court for 27 years. Um, So, I mean, you know, a lifetime of just incredible achievements and amazing work. But um, I will turn it over to you, Suha, for some takeaways about um, her accomplishments.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, she's such an aspiring woman. And it's easy to look at her and say, I mean, that's just so hard to aspire to but I really look at you know the strength that she had and um one of the things that I was when I was looking at her life was kind of the support system that she had I think that was a big part of it is that she just had such a strong support system when it came um to her married life especially with her husband he stood by her he was one of the main guys to campaign campaign for her to um, especially for when she was nominated for the Supreme Court uh, he they he kind of was there for her with the kids and taking on that responsibility one thing that I thought was really cool and I was um, researching her was um, when she when she had her first born and I, I know you mentioned that she had him right before she was about to start Harvard Law School mm-hmm. her and her husband were supposed to start at the same time and she was worrying about how she's going to be able to handle both, which is something that I think as women, we both really relate um, with. Um, Me being um, a mom in school, I understand that struggle um, and feeling like, do I prioritize? Like, what do I do? Am I being selfish if I follow that? Or do I need to stay with home with my kids? And she, she, she went to her father and she was talking to him about it. And her father um, was saying, you know what, Ruth, If you choose to stay home um, and not continue law school, nobody's going to think any less of you for doing that. It's completely understandable. But if you do want to become a lawyer, then I know that you're going to find a way to stop worrying and make it work. Mm. And I think it's so powerful that she had that support from the male figures in her life, Mm -hmm. right? So there's her father kind of pushing her for that. And then there's also um, her husband, being there at home saying, listen, we can do this together. So um, despite maybe having all these, uh, maybe issues at at work or having kind of men throw some microaggressions at her, she had a strong support system that she was able to rely on. Um, And also I thought it was one of the other things that um, I think she had was just having, being able to, create some boundaries for herself so she she knew what she wanted and she she kind of set those boundaries for herself like I'm not you know I'm maybe not very good at cooking and that's okay. I'm still a good mom. I'm gonna be able to share this workload with my husband. Um,
1: so uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I mean, I think like what you're saying is so powerful um, in finding a companion and a support system, right? Like whether it is your family or it's not your family, um, you know, you are able to kind of find people in your life um, who want to help, support you, and lift you up, um, and you know, share your dreams and your goals in life, um, and help you get there and move the hurdles, um, you know, out of. Yeah, definitely, especially in specific.
0: And specifically to that, I think it's just shows how important it is for the men in our in a women's life to create that space yeah. to help um those women be able to be their best self.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. So um and I also really liked how she didn't let the, you know, the some of these hurdles that she faced with other men kind of voicing their opinion on her or letting her know, like, you know, you're taking the place of a man or or whatever. She did not let that Uh, deter her she did not let that affect her she was able to kind of push that to the side and keep her focus um going and she kept her focus on her goal and she kept at it and that's you know that's how she ended up being so successful as well yeah Yeah, for sure um I really like that she also just did not put her life on hold Mm -hmm. to have kids I think a lot of times women feel like that's you know I'm not going to be able to climb the corporate ladder Mm -hmm. because I you know I won't be able to do both, and I think we're we're lucky that we're living in a time where that's changing, and it's it's now easier to say like I'm I want to be able to to you know follow a professional career, but at the same time, I want to start a family mm-hmm. and to be able to do both.
1: Yeah, I think it's especially powerful to have that conversation now. Um, I was watching um, Sunday morning, you know. Uh, a couple of weeks ago on the CBS News. And um, they did a story about how there are many women around the country, particularly right now during COVID 19, um, for whatever reason, have had to step away from the positions that they have at their workplace. Many of the story was highlighting many instances where. Um, you know, a woman felt pressured by her boss or her coworkers to step away because she was doing Zoom calls from her house, and you could hear kids in the background, and it, you know it was becoming disruptive. Um, and so maybe it's better if you step away for a little while and and take care of the kids. Whereas, um, you know, a lot of men aren't have having or aren't faced with the same kinds of decisions to yeah. choose your children or your career and so I think particularly right now with everything that's going on in the world it's 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 still an issue right like True. it's easy to get caught up thinking about you know um, Ruth um, you know in the mid 1900s you know just out of college and having her first baby and deciding whether or not you know that was the right time or what am I going to do um, but that's still happening today right and yeah. I think that a lot of women and feel this pressure. And part of the reason that they feel pressure to make that choice is because Um, There's still a lot of outdated policies in place that um, make it hard for people to be able to do, women to be able to do both. And so I think that's one of the key takeaways that we can get from having conversations like these is that it's not only our responsibility as women to help move this issue forward, um, but it's also the responsibility of, you know, the men and, you know, everyone else in in our lives to help, um, you know, tackle these issues. Right. Like. Um, you know, our, our husbands, our significant others, our brothers, our dads should care whether or not, you know, companies respect working moms, you know, allow for there to be flexibility um, and also put some responsibility back on, on the men in our lives.
0: Absolutely. I, I love that that does kind of take the responsibility away, just not just from the women, like it's not just the women's issue or women's empowerment is definitely something that um, men and women can both work um to help Absolutely. Uh, further. And you know it's so interesting that you say that but I I have noticed too that um with the current work system that because a lot of men have are having to stay at home that now there's there are actually some companies are starting to kind of revisit their mm. um some of their procedures and some of their you know rules and they're actually making them a little bit more flexible mm-hmm. so um it is nice that that's starting to happen, mm-hmm. but I think if anything, um, one of the main takeaways that I, I get from, you know, learning from what Ruth Gator Ginsburg has done is, is just to stay strong and to stay focused. And um, there will be hurdles along the way, but um, you know, if you have your your eyes set on that goal, on that prize, you know, I, I think you can you can go after and you can still achieve it. Um, just don't let those, like the, those little extra things kind of get in the way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's a challenge, but I think, you know, having a strong support system, um, and really assessing, you know, your values and what it is that you want out of, out of your life, right? What are those personal goals, professional goals, and how can you, um, how can you achieve them? Absolutely.
0: This has been such a good, um,
1: Session, also I've really enjoyed talking to you, yeah um, with you about this. Yeah, same. I mean, honestly, like, I know that we're trying to keep these mini sessions, but I feel like we could talk about this issue for hours (laughs) and hours.
0: (laughs) So true. Yeah.
1: So, um, with that, um, I guess we will wrap up for today's episode. Um, Thank you all so much for joining us. Um, Like Sue has said at the beginning of the session, um, we are going to be doing a few more episodes of this um, and highlighting some different uh, women. So, uh, you know, a little plug about the Counseling Center, Um, obviously, like Sue said at the beginning, we are here in Wilder Tower, Um, currently we're doing all of our services online through a um, totally uh, private and HIPAA compliant platform. Um, and so if you are interested in seeking services for any reason, um, please visit our website, memphis.edu counseling for additional information um, and resources. We have all kinds of things happening right now at the Counseling Center. You can get individual counseling. You can go to group counseling. You can get couples counseling. We have learning disability assessments um, and all kinds of outreach projects. Um, you can check out our social media to see what we have been up to. Um, but until next time, thank you all so much.
0: Yeah, thank you guys.
1: Bye. Bye.